Hi, my name is Yemi, and I'm here with my amazing co-host, Philia. Hey, guys. And welcome to Treading Faith. Treading Faith is a weekly podcast dedicated to taking a deep dive into open, honest, fun, and sometimes difficult conversations surrounding everyday life, our relationships, and our faith walk with Christ. So, Philia, what are we getting into today? Well, Yemi, we are giving all of you a season pass to miracles where we closely examine the miracle of Jesus Christ and we apply it to modern day life. Now, these miracles are inexplicable events that cannot be explained through scientific means, but in the faith world, we attribute them to the Lord. Now, today we are covering the miracle of healing the Canaanite woman's demon-possessed daughter. I will be reading the book of Matthew chapter 15, verses 21 to 27. I'll be taking it from the ESV version, but please feel free to use any version of your choice. And it begins. And Jesus went away from there and withdrew to the district of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a Canaanite woman from that region came out and was crying, have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. My daughter is severely oppressed by a demon. But he did not answer her a word. And his disciples came and begged him saying, send her away for she's crying out after us. He answered, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And he answered, it is not right to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs. She said, yes, Lord. Yet even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. Then Jesus answered her, O woman, great is your faith. Be it done for you as you desire. And her daughter was healed instantly. Amen. 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 This is a very interesting miracle because it almost seems that Jesus was very harsh. Like he basically, when he said that you cannot give crumbs to the dogs, it's like calling her that. But what it, it, it's interesting in his take on it, because even so, he's recognized by this Gentile woman who begs him to heal her demon possessed daughter. And the fact that he mentioned that he was not, he was sent to the last sheep, right? Of Israel, it's almost saying that you can't command me who to turn away and who not to, right? I do as the Lord wants me and pleases for me to do. And when he, when he answers, it is not appropriate to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs. She says, yes, Lord. But even the dogs eat crumbs, which fall from the master's table. It's like saying, whatever God gives us is okay. I cannot complain. Beggars cannot be choosers, right? Because whatever the dog, whatever God gives me is my mercy is he's gracing me. Like, how dare I complain with whatever he gives me? And that's why Jesus was impressed by the fact that her faith was so strong. And because of that, he said, woman, great is your faith. So be it done to you, even as you desire. I mean, Jesus was graced her because of her faith. And all of these miracles are showing that the faith is key. The faith is the key to unlocking the miracle. And that is why Jesus was impressed by this woman, even though she was not the regular, you know, Israelite or people of Israel that came. She was a Canaanite. She was a Gentile, you know, and his 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 followers or his disciples felt like she had no right to beg and had no right to, to or deserving of a miracle. But Jesus shows that he's he is a God of all. 
He's not discriminating anyone. And I think that this shows us that it doesn't matter. You come one, you come all. That I'm a God for everyone. I'm not um, um, I'm discriminating. I'm not picking and choosing. As long as you have faith, you will be touched. As long as you accept me as your Lord and Savior, you will be touched. As long as you continue to pray and be humble, you will be touched. As long as you continue to nourish yourself with, with, with this spiritual nourishment, my biblical word, you will be touched. And this is what I get from this miracle. Yeah, I love that you said that he's the the God for all, the savior for all. And and it's and it's funny that you said that beggars can't be choosers because he was a beggar. <laughs> when when we ask God for things, when we when we pray and we're praying with our hand out or we're praying for our situation or a turnaround, whatever situation we're asking for God's intervention and our help for, or the miracle that we're praying for. Sometimes we are dictating to God what it, what it has to look like. <laughs> We're saying that uh, I want this, but make it in this package, right? It's, it's almost like the list of my future husband, right? He has to have all these different things. Reality, he doesn't have to have all of them. God willing, most of them. God, if you're listening. Uh, <laughs> um, but the thing is that we, we want to choose the package in which our miracle comes in. And that's not what God intends for us. And so I like that you said beggars can't be choosers. But what happens with this woman is that she acknowledges that beggars are not choosers, that whatever you have for me, even the leftovers is good enough. So she is recognizing God's Jesus's authority. She go, calls him the son of David. This is a woman who did not grow up as a Jewish person who's praying for the Messiah, for the Savior to come, who has all this tradition and 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 text to rely on. She's relying on what she's probably heard in her communities. The the what people have said. Some people find Jesus that way, right? Some people see your faith and they're like, what, what is going on with you? And you're like, it's Jesus. And they're like, who is this Jesus? And so they're, cur they're curious. Their curiosity is what draws them to Jesus. And like Philia said, it doesn't matter how you come, who you are. When you come, Jesus will accept you. And the situation in this in this text, I don't know how you read it, but it's a little comical to me and a little mean. <laughs> Jesus is, this woman is begging him as he's walking. We know from the other miracles that we've discussed that there are people who follow Jesus and beg and ask, people who just kind of steal the miracle by touching his clothes or whatever. But there's all these kind of situations and this woman is begging him and he's pretty much ignoring her. <laughs> and um, His disciples are telling, saying like, send this woman away. Like, <laughs> she's like, either she's embarrassing us, she's drawing attention to us. Like we... We're not here for her. her. Right. Jesus was sent to for the lost sheep of Israel. That was his mission. He was to preach about the kingdom come to the children of Israel. Yeah. And that reconciliation or that gift of the Messiah was for them. It was in their text. It was something they were expecting. Now, you know that Jesus and Jesus is for the Gentiles as well. But it's interesting that he says it. And sometimes people say, well, it wasn't the time of the Gentiles. It was the time of the Jews. And he needed to do that before he moves to the next step, right? Even when he leaves, when Jesus ultimately is crucified and resurrected and he's 
talking to his disciples and telling them about their mission, he was like, you go to the children of Israel first, and then you go to other people. So they were numero uno on the priority list because they were the chosen people called through to pass along this message, to pass along the seed, the seed of the Messiah was to come from their people. So he's offering salvation to them first. Not that Everyone else can't have it, but it was just the order of things, the structure of things. And this woman is telling Jesus, I want to step out of line. I want to step out of the order. And Jesus is like, do you take the children's comes? Because he's saying, I'm here for the children of Israel. You take the children's come and give it to the dogs. Now, calling this woman a dog in today's text, we would say it's not very nice. Honestly, I didn't look up what the real translation is. I don't know if it's literal saying dogs, but at the same time, we think about if you go back to the Old Testament, we know that the Canaanites were the enemy of the people of Israel. They were constantly fighting. They were constantly at war. This is the land. The Canaan land was the land that God told Abraham was going to be his, right? People are already living there. God is like, that's yours. Right. And so here comes the people like, no. We were here first. They were they were at war for centuries, right? Mm -hmm. Centuries. These people were at war, so it's almost like my mortal enemy asking me for a favor. Like, no, I'm not doing anything for you. Mm -hmm. and, and she was shameless. She was persistent. She didn't even care. She was like, she, and she was quick and she was smart. And I love that about this woman that she was like, well, even the dogs can benefit from the crumbs. She was mm -hmm. like, you don't have to give me their bread, but I'll take the crumbs. Crumbs fall off the table and I'm going to be here to lick it up. You ever, I have a dog, the dog, when we're everywhere eating, the dog is sitting right there wagging her tail. Mm -hmm. If you drop something, she's going to eat it. Right. Even sometimes mm -hmm. she thinks I dropped something and I didn't, and she's already smelling the floor, um, you know, being a scavenger for it. Mm -hmm. so the dogs can even benefit. And she's saying that anybody can benefit from what Jesus has. Like, it, even if you're saying that my priority is this, she was like, I, I can follow you and I, whatever. It's like listening to the word of God or the message of God. Let's say someone says they have a message for someone in particular. But you benefit from that message. Let's say Jesus has a God has a gift or a miracle for someone, but you benefit from that. You're healed from that. You're delivered from that. That's that's essentially what this miracle is, that sometimes we're praying for a miracle, but what we get is kind of like the leftovers of somebody else's miracles. Right. And this woman is telling you that it, it is good enough, right? Good it was enough. good enough to heal her child. It is good enough for us. We don't need to be jealous of what other people are, have or are getting. Sometimes being in proximity to what they have means that we're getting blessed too. You ever meet someone who's so blessed and then gives to you? That's called passing it on. Some people are not even that blessed. Like I would consider them like, oh, why are you giving all this? Like save that for yourself. But they're, they have that giving heart because that's, that's the Holy Spirit. That's Jesus dwelling in them. That's that loving giving heart. So being in proximity to even a Christian can give you insight into Christianity, can draw you near. It can have Jesus bless your life because we have family and friends who are not Christian and we're praying for their deliverance. 
we have people, we're praying for good things for us, but God is like, if I give it to you, the sun and the moon sets on everyone. The, the rain falls on the good and the bad. So if we're asking for the rain for our, our dry crops in that season, when that rain falls, our next door neighbor is going to get some of that mm -hmm. rain. And if it's a blessing. And so sometimes just being next to or in proximity to a blessing will bless you. So even if you're waiting for your blessing and miracle and someone else you see get blessed, congratulate them. Yes. Tell them that God is good. Praise God for that. Because you don't know what you're going to get in proximity. Right. And another thing this woman taught me, be clever. Be clever. Jesus rewards those who are clever. Obviously, Jesus is like, ah, she's slick. I'm going to give her what she wants. So mm -hmm. be clever in your pursuit. Even, you know, even when someone tells you no, mm -hmm. you, can, you can challenge their no in a way that allows them to look at you differently. Right. right. Let God look at you differently. Right. We're always begging, handing our hands out. I know I am. I'm like, I want this. Why not me? Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> like, I'll be like, oh, here we go again with this. And mm -hmm. me again. Talking about why not me? <laughs> Jesus is probably like, why you? <laughs> and I'm here. Why not me? Why not me? Why not me? Mm -hmm. Be clever. God rewards those who think. God rewards, what's his name? Jacob stole Esau's whole Esau's whole blessing. Yeah. And he wasn't even mad. Right. <laughs> he wasn't mad. He was like, well, he was clever. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> I'm, it baffles me because you would think that God does not reward that. But right. God, God talks, Jesus even talked about it when we talked about the parables, like the people of the world are shrewd. They're shrewd. They're clever. Imagine being shrewd and clever and saved. Right. Right. That's your right. access to winning all around. Right. Spiritually right. and in this world. Right. Wow. You know, I I really, really love all of the things that you are mentioning about being, you know, clever because blessings are a multitude of, in a sense of grace and joy. They fall everywhere. They don't just fall on one person and that's it. And that's the reason why when you think of generational sins, it's the same thing as generational blessings, right? It's the exact opposite. It's like it continues on and on. It's like the gift that keeps giving. So when God is blessing you and you're happy for someone else, you don't know how those blessings will fall upon you and your children and the people around just because you are happy, just because you don't have bad intent or mal malintent towards someone, right? So this woman, when she is responding to Christ about, you know, his response uh, when he says, when he talks about throwing bread to the dogs, she could have easily responded and been offended, but she specifically says, yes, and even do dogs eat from their the crumbs off of their master's table. It's like, I will take anything. I will take anything that you give me because that in itself is a blessing. And we as human beings, we want things our way. As you know, we said in the previous podcast, it's like we want to be the navigators of our own destiny. We don't want to rely on God, but we have to realize that if we don't rely on God, then he can't order our steps. Mm -hmm. You know, we got to know that everything that he does, he orders our steps for the goodness of him. 
ultimately. So even though this woman as a, as a Canaanite, she's not known, her people are not known to be believers. Jesus was clear that this is one of a kind that I've seen. You know, this was different. And your faith is stronger than ones that I have seen in this land. And for that, that's why he was able to, to bless her with her desires. And yeah. I think this goes to show that it's kind of like the story, you know, when, you know, Daniel continued on his faith, it didn't matter. He did not go with the masses. This woman didn't go with the masses. She didn't go with her, the way her people and the people of her land, you know, continued to mock God and mock Jesus and mock all of, you know, mock the, the, everything that he was doing. Instead, she said, no, I will take your crumbs. Please bless me with healing my child. And, and Jesus did that. And I think that is a testament of endurance of, of standing alone because it's so hard to do that when everyone is against you, but she didn't care. She didn't care to be embarrassed. She didn't care to be mocked. She didn't care even when uh, his disciples were saying, you know, shoo her away. She was persistent and persistence is the key to miracles. Amen. So yeah. Amen. Well said. Thank you. Persistence Thank you. is the key to miracles Amen. and proximity. Yes. Um, so congratulate everyone who is getting blessed. And if yes. you are getting blessed, be a blessing to someone else. There's mm -hmm. enough blessings in the kingdom of heaven. <laughs> All to share, of us. Right. I always hear that when you get a blessing, especially like a financial blessing, people say like, oh, yeah, you, you know, tied on that financial blessing, give it to the church. And I'm not saying don't give it to the church, but isn't it great to have a financial blessing and bless people around you? It has mm -hmm. happened to me. There, there are people in my life who have said, I had a financial blessing, so I want to share it with you. Mm -hmm. I mean, come on. I'm telling God I want to win the lottery. <laughs> And here somebody else got this blessing and they were like, I want to, I want to share this blessing with you. And that's how the goodness of God operates. Mm. His goodness is enough to share. Mm -hmm. So I want to encourage everyone, if you receive a blessing or a or, or miracle or whatever it is that you receive, even unexpectedly or something you prayed about, make sure that you pay it forward. Whatever percentage that you can give to someone else, take that blessing and give it to someone else or share it with someone else because there is goodness in the kingdom of God and the kingdom of God is at hand and we need to be participants. We need to show people what Christianity really looks like. The face of Christianity is being good to one another, loving one another and sharing those blessings and also be happy for other people. It's hard sometimes because we're praying for things and we can see people getting the things that we prayed for, but God rewards everyone. The sun, the sun rises and the rain falls on the yes. good and bad. He talks about the parable of the weeds. Like mm -hmm. Jesus, God said, don't, you know, when Jesus told the parable, he's like, you don't pull up the, the weeds mm -hmm. because you might pull up the good stuff too. Mm -hmm. Everything that's going to happen is going to happen together. But you benefit, you benefit from proximity. Yes. So be around good people, be around loving people, be around generous people, right? Mm -hmm. You benefit you people, you know, there's a saying your network, your network is your net worth. Well, yes. your <laughs> net worth by yes. being around Christian people. They're going Amen. to encourage you, they're going to pray for you, and they're going to love on you in a way that 
you may not have experienced before. And Jesus will be a blessing in your life. Amen. 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 Well said, sis. I just have one testimony before we close, but um, I I got a new job. I don't know if I mentioned it in the last uh, live. It was interesting in the way I got the job. You know, as I said, that I was removed from one area of, you know, where I was working and then placed someplace else. And then my director at the time came to me, recommended me for another director's position. And I just started working there last Monday. I was able to go to Albany for new director training. It was awesome. Now I'm in a position that I can hire people. But what I found is that when I missed, because I was diving into the job, I actually end up missing the time period to putting my new timesheet. And then my old job that I was at, for some reason, there was a mix up with the hours. I think because I was part-time and I put in full-time hours, the person who authorized my pay changed it and put it back to part-time. So I was expecting a certain amount of money and I didn't receive it. Mind you, I missed the time period for my new job. So I found that I'm not getting anything until February 8th. And I'm sitting here, I'm like, God, you know my plight. Like, how am I supposed to survive for the next three weeks without any paycheck? Of course, the next paycheck, whenever I get it, is going to be fine. But until that time, what am I to do? So I'm over here praying and I kid you not, my godson, you know, actually I call him my godson, but he's actually my former student who is basically a family member to me. You know, he's in his late, you know, his, his mid thirties. And he, he came upstairs, he brought uh, some stuff for me and he gave me his card. And I'm like, what's this? And he's like, just, you know, just get food, get some stuff at the house. You know, I know you just got your new job. I'm sure you're not going to get, but he didn't even know the story and literally gave me his card. I'm like, no, you can't do that. And I literally begged him, please, I cannot take this from you. He said, look, I already have it on my wallet. Just hold the card whenever you need it. And there's no limit. And I'm like, what? And it just like, I literally cried because I'm like, God, you answer everything. You know the plight. I didn't even ask. I just said, what am I to do? And within an hour, someone came and already God brought that person to answer the prayers. So I'm sitting here with this card in my hand. He's telling me no limit. I'm like, what? And of course, I'm not the type of person that's going to even want to even spend it. Now this person is telling me it's limitless. You just do what you have to do until you get your check. Don't worry about it. He calls me mom. Don't even worry about it, mom. Just hold on to the card. Whenever you are done with it, you give it back to me. And I'm just like, God, this is the way God works. So when Yemi is talking about blessings, when someone gives you a financial blessing, you have to now be a blessing to someone else. Because again, blessings don't fall by the wayside. They are the gift of, of giving. You just keep going and you go and you go and don't do anything to stop or block your blessings. And that's basically what I'm getting from this miracle. This woman, she did nothing to block her blessings. She was able, she was willing to take the crumbs and she got the whole bag of bread. <laughs> Jesus gave her the whole bundle. Okay. So don't do that to yourself. Don't block your blessings continue to give, continue to supplicate, continue to pray, continue to worship. And God is just such a miraculous God, man. He's so good. Like the goodness is almost overwhelming that you don't feel deserving of it. And that's when you know those blessings are working. So that's my testimony. 
to Amen. continue. Amen. Amen. I Amen. love that. Thank you. Know that you know that you know that God is good. Yes. You ask for the crumbs and you get the whole loaf. Oh, I got the whole loaf. <laughs> I got my whole wonder bread. <laughs> That's amazing. I'm very, I'm, I'm, I'm always moved by your testimonies. You. you have the best ones. Um, and, and God is operating in all of our lives. And um, it'll be good for us to yes. have our own testimonies and share that. So um, with that said, thank you for tuning in today. <laughs> Stay tuned for closing prayers and announcements. Thank you for tuning into our podcast today as we discuss Jesus's miracle of healing a Canaanite woman's demon possessed daughter found in Matthew chapter 15 verses 21 to 28. We hope you enjoyed the discussion, but before we wrap, we have a few announcements and then we would like to close in prayer. First, we would like to announce that we will be back next week with another podcast where we continue to discuss the miracles performed by Jesus Christ when he healed a deaf man with a speech impediment. We will also be hosting our next Wisdom Wednesday live on YouTube next Wednesday, February 8th at our new time, 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern time on our YouTube channel, Treading Faith. Treading Faith is also our Instagram handle, so follow us, follow our IG page to keep current on what's happening with Treading Faith. Our podcast is available on Apple, Spotify, Google, our website, treadingfaith.captivate.fm, and where other podcasts are found. You can subscribe and share with your friends, family, colleagues, and neighbors alike. Lastly, don't forget to add another note this week to your faith box or jar. The faith box, what I'm calling God's good gifts, is a box or jar where you keep weekly accomplishments, reminders, testimonies, or good news from the Lord. At the end of the year, we will review the context contents to remind ourselves and have insight of God's presence in our life year round. Nothing is too big or too small to include. This is something personal for you. Now let's join together in prayer. We believe in the power of prayer and specifically praying the text of the Bible because according to Isaiah 55 11, God's word will not come back for it. We also believe that our prayers are strengthened in numbers. So we ask that you come into agreement with us for this prayer. Lord, Father God, we give you glory, honor, and praise. We thank you for this day. We thank you for everything that you have given us. We glorify you, Father God. We know that everything good comes from you. Without you, we are nothing. We look to you for our help. We look to you for strength. We look to you for blessings, mercy, and grace. Forgive us our sins. Help us to turn our hearts from hearts of anger, coldness, bitterness, to ones of love in Christ, love and fellowship with one another. Father God, we thank you for your blessings, even blessings by proximity. Father God, we know you are a good God who, who reigns and gives sun to the good and the bad, that nothing escapes you. So even when we are in proximity or someone's in proximity, the blessings that flow from you benefits everyone. Psalms 145.18 says, the Lord is near to all who call on him and to all who call on him in truth. So Father God, we call on you. We call your name in truth. Oh, Father God, we want you to draw near to us. We want your heavenly presence everywhere in our lives. Acts 17.27 says that they shall seek God and perhaps 
feel their way towards him and find him. Yet he's actually not far from each and each of us. We thank you, God, for your closeness, your proximity. Oh, Father God, we just are so grateful that you are near to us. James 4, 8 says, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinner, and purify your hearts. Oh, Father God, we ask you to forgive us. We ask you to have the Holy Spirit dwell in every aspect of our lives and within us so that we are a reflection of Christ. We are a reflection of your love. We are a reflection of your grace, your goodness, and mercy. Psalms 27, 13 says, I believe that I shall look upon the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Oh, Father God, everywhere we look, we see your goodness and we praise you for this. Psalms 23, 6 says, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Father God, I pray this for everyone who's listening, that they shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever, that goodness and mercy every day of their life shall be their portion. Romans 8, 28 says, and we know for we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good for those who are called according to his purpose. Oh, Father God, we know you have a plan and purpose for every single one of us. Oh, Father, as we draw near to you, draw near to us. Let all things that happen work for your good and glory. Oh, Father God, we love you. We ask that you shine your light on us, on our good days, on our bad days, on our mediocre days. We ask that you never depart from us, that you never leave us or forsake us, and that your presence be continually on our minds, that your words be continually on our lips and that our hearts be open to your love daily. Oh, Father God, and all the goodness that you give, teach us, remind us to be a blessing to others. Luke 6, 38 says, give and it will be given on to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, will be put into your lap. For with the measure you use, it shall be measured back to you. Father God, give us a giving heart. Give us a giving heart towards our loved ones, towards our friends, towards people we don't know, towards the church. Oh, Father God, give us a giving heart that is that that gives unlimitedly, that gives with happiness, that gives unbegrudgingly. Because, Father God, we know that a cheerful giver is blessed by you and that whatever we give, that measure will be given on to us. So, Father God, I pray for a return for everyone who has given from the goodness of their heart, from the abundance or from the little or the lack that they have. The Father, that you bless it, that you press it down and you make it running over for all those who are in need. And that when it returned, that it returned tenfold. Acts 20, 35 says, in all things I have shown you that by working hard in this way, we must help the weak and remember the words of the Lord Jesus, how he himself said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. So Father God, let us be a blessing to all those around us. You have given us so much. If you do not give us anything more, you have done enough already. We thank you for life. We thank you for creation. We thank you for the abundance you give us. Oh, Father God, let us share with others. Remind us that it's better to give than to receive. We thank you for this. We thank you for your love. Your word says in Matthew 18, 19, if at least two of us agree on earth about anything we ask for, it shall be done by our father in heaven. So we come into agreement when we say amen, 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 and amen. We thank you, oh father God, and we thank you for listening today. Have a blessed week. We love you. Bye.